from the studio of Adventist World Radio Pune. A very warm welcome to you. This is our international English service. In our program today, we bring you an inspiring message and songs of praise. You will hear God's word to strengthen you spiritually. You are listening to Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Jesus, lover of my soul, let me to thy bosom fly. While the billows near me roll, while the tempest Welcome to write to us on this postal address. 
एडवेंटिस्ट मीडिया सेंटर पोस्ट बॉक्स वन फोर फोर सिक्स मार्केट यार्ड पुणे फोर वन वन जीरो थ्री सेवन महाराष्ट्र इंडिया यू कैन ऑल्सो लॉग इन टू आर वेबसाइट टू योर ऑल आर प्रोग्राम विच इज Before we hear God's word, here's a melodious song. Let us sing a song that will cheer us by the way. In a little while we're going home. For the night will end in the everlasting day. In a little while we're going home. In a little, in a little while, in a little while. We shall cross the billows foam. Billows foam. We shall meet at last when the stormy winds are past. In a little while we're going home. There's a rest beyond. There's relief from every care. In a little while we're going home. And no tears shall fall in that city bright and fair. In a little while we're going home. In a little while, in a little while, we shall cross the billows foam. We shall meet at last when the storm. From the studios of Adventist Media Center, Pune, we have Helen Jacob. Presenting God's Word Discover Series Guide Number Three. This is Helen Jacob, the English radio speaker and producer at Adventist Media Center, Pune. Let's bow our head for a word of prayer. Dear Father in Heaven, thank you for a new day. As we listen to your word today, fill us with your love. Thank you that we all matter to you. A wonderful thought to carry us through. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. Does my life really matter to God? Some mornings the world seems a paradise. You wake up, take a deep breath by the window and look out on the golden sunlight reflecting on the trees, leaf by leaf. Some moments make life seem so precious. The face of a beloved friend as you say goodbye. a sublime piece of music that perfectly matches your mood the unexpected affection of a small child but other mornings the world seems a place of horror you wake up to newspaper headlining screaming about yet another terrorist bombing that maimed or blinded a child yet another serial killer claiming his 10th victim yet another famine or flood or war or earthquake these are moments when nothing makes sense nothing seems fair what does it all mean can we make sense of our wonderful and terrible world why are we here does my life really matter to god or am i just a um, minor cog in some vast cosmic machine let's look at a few points Point number 1 God created a perfect world God is the creator the architect and designer of everything 
from the supernovas to butterfly wings. In Psalm 33, 6-9, it says, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, their starry host by the breath of his mouth. For he spoke, and it came to be. He commanded, and it stood firm. God has only to speak, and the elements obey his will. Point number two. Six days to make our world. Exodus 20:11 says, In six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them. But he rested on the seventh day, Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. The eternal, all-powerful Creator could have formed the world in a moment, by the breath of His mouth. But God chose to take six days to do it. Six minutes or even six seconds would have been sufficient. The first chapter in the Bible, Genesis 1, describes what God created on each day of the creation week. Day 1 Light, sequel to day and night. Day two, earth's atmosphere. Day three, dry land and vegetation. Day four, sun and moon appeared. Day five, birds and fish. Day six, land animals and man. Day seven, the Sabbath. What crowning masterpiece did God create on the sixth day? Genesis 1.27, it says, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God decided to create individuals like himself, who could reason and feel and love. Every person is made in God's image. By the sixth day, the world was filled with plants and animals. And then God introduced his masterpiece of creation. According to Genesis 2.7, the Almighty formed man's, Adam's body from the dust of the ground. So when God breathed the breath of life into his nostrils, man became a living being. That is, he came to life. God named the first man created in his image, Adam, a word that simply means man and the first woman, Eve, which means living. A loving creator saw the need for human companionship. Fresh from the hand of God, Adam and Eve both reflected his image. God could have programmed beings like robots to wander contentedly about the Garden of Eden and raise their voices in adoration to him. But God wanted more real relationships. Robots can't smile, speak, even do the dishes, but they can't love. God created us in His image with the capacity to think and choose and to remember, understand and love. Adam and Eve were God's children and expressively dear to Him. Point 3. Evil comes to a perfect world. Adam and Eve had everything to make them happy. They enjoyed perfect physical and mental health, living in a beautiful garden home in a flawless world. Genesis 2.8 God promised them children and the ability to do creative thinking and to find satisfaction in the work of their hands. 
Genesis 1.28. They experienced face-to-face -face fellowship with their Maker. No trace of worry, fear, or sickness marred these blissful days. How did the world change so drastically into a place of suffering and tragedy? The second and third chapters of Genesis tells the entire story of how sin entered our world. Read them at your leisure. Here is a brief summary of their contents. Sometime after God established a perfect world, the devil came to the Garden of Eden to tempt Adam and Eve into disobeying their Creator. God limited the devil's sphere of influence to one tree in the garden, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And he warned the first human couple to stay clear of this tree and never to eat its fruits or they would die. But one day Eve wandered over by the forbidden tree. The devil quickly launched into his sales pitch. He claimed God had lied to her and that if she ate the tree's fruit, she wouldn't die, but would become wise like God himself, knowing good and evil. Tragically, Eve and then Adam, who had only known good, allowed the devil to con them and they sampled the forbidden fruit, thus breaking their bond of trust and obedience with God. God planned for Adam and Eve to rule over our world as the stewards of God's created works, Genesis 1.26. But because they broke faith with God and chose the devil as their new leader, the couple lost their jurisdiction. Today the devil claims the world is his and tries his best to enslave its people. There are many times when we find ourselves doing something selfish or even cruel when we really want to do the opposite. Why? Because the invisible enemy, the devil, works to make people fail morally. As you read chapter 3 of Genesis, you will discover that sin caused Adam and Eve to hide from God in fear. Sin affected all of creation. Thorns appeared along with the flowers. The soil suffered from doubt, from drought. The labor became a burden. Disease began to strike at random. Jealousy and greed multiplied human miseries. Most terribly of all, with sin came death. Point number four. Who is this devil who infected our world with sin? John 8.44 says, He was a murderer from the beginning. There is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. According to Jesus, the devil is the originator of sin in the universe, the father of sin, and thus of murder and lying. Thomas Carlyle, the great English philosopher, once took Ralph Walden Emerson through some of the worst streets of London's East End. As they walked along silently, observing the wretchedness and evil around them, Carlyle finally asked, Do you believe in the devil now? Point number five. Did God create the devil? No, a good God would not create a devil. 
And yet the Bible states that the devil, along with the angels he had deceived, lost their place in heaven and came to our world. In Revelation 12, 7-9 it says, And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back. But he was not strong enough, and they lost their place in heaven. The great dragon was hurled down, that ancient serpent called the devil or Satan, who leads the whole world astray. He was hurled to earth and his angels with him. How did the devil get into heaven in the first place? In Ezekiel 28, 14 and 15, we read, You were anointed as a guardian cherub, for so I ordained you. You were on the holy mount of God. You were blameless in your ways from the day you were created till wickedness was found in you. God did not create the devil. He created Lucifer, a perfect angel, one of heaven's leading angels, standing next to God's throne. But then he sinned. Wickedness was found in him. Expelled from heaven and posing as Adam's and Eve's friend, he became, he became humanity's deadliest enemy. Point six. Why did Lucifer, this perfect angel, sin? In Isaiah 14, 12 to 14, it says, How you have fallen from the heaven, O morning star, son of the dawn. You have been cast down to the earth. You said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. I will make myself like the Most High. The being who became the devil was originally called Lucifer, meaning day star or shining one. In this angel's heart, vanity and ambition began to take the place of devotion. The seed of pride grew into an obsession to take God's place. Lucifer must have worked hard to persuade other heavenly beings. It's easy to imagine Satan arguing that God was holding something back from them and that the divine law was too restrictive and that God was an uncaring sovereign. He slandered the one whose character defines what love is. How was this conflict in heaven resolved? In Ezekiel 28:17, it says, Your heart became proud, so I threw you to the earth. Pride changed the chief of angels into the devil or Satan. And in order to preserve the peace and harmony of heaven, he and one third of the angels he and one third of heaven's angels who joined him in rebellion had to be expelled. Point seven Who is responsible for sin? Why didn't God create beings incapable of sinning? If he had there would be no problem of evil in our world. But God wanted people who could have meaningful relationships. So God created man in his own image. Genesis 1.27 This means we are free and responsible. We can decide to love God or turn our backs on him. God gave the angels and human beings of every generation a spiritual nature and a 
capacity to make real choices. Joshua 24.15 says, Choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. God challenges the beings he created in his image to choose to do right because their relation because their reasoning powers tell them God's way is best, and to turn from wrong because their reasoning powers warns against the results of disobedience and sin. Only beings with the power to reason and choose can experience real love. God longed to create individuals who could comprehend and appreciate his character, freely respond to him in love, and be filled with love for others. God wanted to share his love so much that he was willing to take the enormous risk of creating angels and people with the power of choice. He knew it was possible that someday someone of his created beings might choose not to serve him. The devil was the first being in the universe to make that terrible choice. The tragedy of sin began with him. Point 8. The cross makes possible the destruction of sin. Why didn't God destroy Lucifer before his sin disease could spread? Lucifer had challenged the fairness of God's judgment. He had told lies about God. If God had destroyed Lucifer immediately, the angels would have begun to serve him from fear rather than from love. This would have defeated the purpose God had in creating beings with the power of choice in the first place. How did anyone really know God's way was best? God gave Satan a chance to demonstrate his alternative system. That's why he was given an opportunity to tempt Adam and Eve. This planet has become a testing ground where the character of Satan and the nature of his kingdom are contrasted with the character of God and the nature of his kingdom. Who is right? Who can we ultimately trust? So deceptive was Lucifer that it was taken time for the beings of the universe to be fully convinced of how disastrous Satan's alternative actually is. But eventually everyone will see that the wages of sin is death and that the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 6.23 Every being in the universe will then agree that Great and marvelous are your deeds, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are your ways, King of the ages. All nations will come and worship before you, for your righteous acts have been revealed. Revelation 15 3 and 4. After everyone understands the deadly nature of sin and the destructive nature of Satan's philosophy, God can destroy Satan and sin. He will also have to destroy those who stubbornly resist his grace and cling to Satan's alternative. God is just as anxious to resolve the problem of sin and suffering as we are to have him do so. But he is waiting until he can do it on a permanent basis and until he can do both preserve our free will and prevent evil from being from ever appearing again. 
God has promised to destroy sin forever by purifying the heavens and this earth with fire. In keeping with his promise, we can look forward to a new heaven and a new earth, the home of the righteous. 2 Peter 3 verse 10 and 13 Sin will never again infect the universe. Sin's tragic results will stand out so clearly that disobedience to God will seem repugnant for all eternity. Who makes possible the final destruction of the devil and sin? Hebrews 2, 14 and 15 says, Since the children have flesh and blood, he, which is Christ, too shared in their humanity so that by his death he might destroy him who holds the power of death, that is the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. At the cross, the angels and the unfallen worlds saw Satan for what he was, a deceiver, a liar, a murderer. There he reveals the true character by compelling men to murder the innocent Son of God. The inhabitants of the entire universe saw how senseless and cruel sin really is. The cross fully unmasked Satan's motives, and when God destroys the devil and those who persist in sin, all will acknowledge that God is just. Jesus' death on the cross exposed Satan's real intent before all created beings. John 12, 31, 32 the cross also revealed Christ for what he is, the Savior of the world. At the cross, Christ's eloquent demonstration of God's unconditional love decisively defeated the devil. Have you discovered a relationship with the Savior who died to reveal his matchless, unchanging love? How do you feel about the one who came to our world as a human being and died in our place to save you from the results of sin? Will you bow your heads just now and thank God and ask Him to come in and take possession of your life? Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your deep love and concern for each one of us. Help us to live a life that is pleasing to you. We pray this in your name. Amen. God bless you. With this, we have almost come to the end of our broadcast. To know more on God's Word, you are always welcome to write to us Adventist Media Center, Post Box 1446, Market Yard, Pune 411037, Maharashtra, India. And you can email us at helenrichesv at gmail.com. helenrichesv at gmail.com. H E L E N R I C H E S V at gmail.com. You can contact us with your prayer requests and your interest for Bible study at these numbers Center of Digital Evangelism CDE 000 1704 or you can message us directly at plus one seven four seven two eight two two eight 
0480 our whatsapp number is plus 919000089093 and you can email us at helenrichesv at gmail.com h e l e n r i c h e s v at gmail.com we invite you to visit us on our website www.awr.org this is david and i am madhuri signing off at awr do join us again along with your family and friends till then we wish you goodbye, goodbye and, and god, god bless, bless.